Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast. This is Robert, uh, publisher of Sketch Magazine. I'm here with Bill Nichols, senior editor of Sketch Magazine. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Hey, Bob. What you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> A little podcasting. Um, John isn't with us tonight. Uh, the reasons are the same as they were last time. Um, his headset blew out. And no, it's not a week difference. Bill and I are doing podcasts back-to-back because I'm going on vacation. And since we got this podcast rolling again, I didn't want to hinder it or stop it. So we're uh, recording another one. And I'm sure John will be back with us next week uh, when we record one. Because I like to, uh, there's a couple of subjects that's been sent to us. I like to have John involved in and discussing. He's got good um, suggestions and ideas. So, um, But tonight we're going to talk about... and. Yes, it's almost night this time. Um, free versus pay. What are the pros and cons to giving away versus making readers pay to buy your book first? So free versus pay. That's a lot of things that we're sort of facing right now. Uh, we're playing both ends of it with uh, giving away free stuff and then repackaging it to sell and then um what's the benefits what's the cons i know we both did a lot of researching when we decided to do the strips you know you have the guys at like penny arcade who's got one heck of a fan base built up who really supports them financially uh you have scott kurtz at pvp um with the same type of fan base who then supports them with his merchandise and materials so, free versus pay. What do you think, Bill? We've we have dabbled in in the the free putting free content out there before. With um, I remember you did a few years ago with some blood roses that have run before. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea was to get readers or give people a chance who maybe not had not seen it, uh, get seen that story to you know get pulled in. And um, with our web comics, we've been doing that. And somebody just asked me the other day, you know, is it published? Well, that is the goal at some point. Uh, you know, for me, for for uh, artiste, when it, this story arc is done, somewhere around strip number three hundred ish, maybe more, maybe well, probably be more actually then we will collect it into a trade, you know, because it will be a complete, more or less, story. In the meantime, we may be doing some smaller uh, issues, quote-unquote issues, to have it at, at um, cons and stuff, or have on the online store or something, you know, something. Right. But we may do, because there, I personally still like 
reading, you know, having something in my hands to read. The tactile, and we've talked about that too. But um, so that in that in that situation, you have um, free content, but at some point there will be a pay where you have to pay for the you know the, the trade or the issues or whatever if you if you want to read them like that. Right. And some people do. Some people want to, especially if you're doing them at shows and stuff, to support you. Um, because there are people who do follow you and maybe they don't donate via PayPal or, or that stuff, but they do get something back in uh, sort of investing in the continued adventures of RTs or Clay's Way or whatever it is. And, um, I mean, there are ways to get that out there and get your audience. And then you also have opportunities for merchandising and all that. But we can talk about that later. Well, I one, I keep going back to this one success story because it sort of breaks it down for me and sort of told me, yeah, this will work. When we started really researching this was the Girl Genius. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a couple issues that they did as single issues. But they couldn't make the sales, you know. And here's Phil, who's an established creator, been around for a long time, wanting to do this story, a steampunk girl type story, and but yet couldn't get the audience in print to keep it going. Took the same concept and put it online, updating it three times a week, built a huge following. So now. They, they have this huge online following. They print hard covers and then soft covers of the completed storylines, um, chapters, I guess they are, and they sell out. And they can't keep the books in print. And it's like, one, that's somebody who really believed in the project, knew if he got it in the right area, he could build that following for it, and he did. But it's it's like huge success story for them so it's something they give away free and you can go online right now and you can read from the beginning to the current the whole thing but like you said most people won't spend that much time they'd rather still own it and buy the graphic novels I think it's up to like 10 10 or 11 graphic novels right now so um Definitely, that's a success story. Um, I know with Clay's Way that we're right at two years. I think uh, this fall will be two years publishing online. And we're still working that audience. We're not really knowing where we're going to fall in there with it. I printed some small comic collections, short runs, sold them. Um, At DerbyCon, I printed a magazine. And in this magazine... We have a few articles, we have reprints of the strips, we have puzzles, we have mazes and word searches and how to draw articles. And there's all kinds of stuff in the magazine. It did okay. I don't think I had a big enough audience at Derby to really tell me if it was going to be successful or not in that format. So it really depends on what you're asking them to pay for. Are you going to package something like I did with the magazine? Or is it going to be more like the comics that I did that's just reprinting the strips? And there again, we're sort of filling a niche market. So um, I believe you can use both 
Um, but I don't think you can use both for everything. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I think there's people out there who really struggle with the superhero genre and giving it away. And as long as they're not expecting a huge return quickly, you just want to create materials to collect in the trades that really works. Um, but then, and I mean, we're rolling right into the superhero stuff ourselves, but it's a hard market. Because that genre is so full of Marvel, DC, the big guys, that it's really hard to find readers. You got, you got, you almost have to make readers to believe in your, in you, to want to read your stuff, right? More than you can make them believe in your characters because they don't know your characters. Does that make sense? Yep. So. Yep. That personal investment. Yes. Um, and the creator, because I know people who will follow a creator, no matter what, you know, no matter what book that creator is doing. Right. Well, it's the reason you do comic mentor sort of as a personal blog. Right. I'm getting ready to relaunch mine because for some reason my blog totally crashed. I don't know what happened to it, but none of the links work. It's just it's locked up. So I'm getting ready to blow it out. When I get back from vacation, I'm going to start a new blog, and it's going to be at Sky at uh, Skystorm Sketch Magazine. And basically, you know, I run four businesses. I'm going to you're going to get all kinds of stuff from everything that I'm working on drawing um, Clay's way to coloring. To you're going to see that I'm designing newsletters for Blue Line or. Whatever you're gonna just see what's going on in a working day with me and and, and, and a little bit of family, but they're gonna you gotta get people to buy into you. I think that will help. This podcast helps us. You know, this is this is a tool we want to share. We use it as a tool to share our knowledge, but but we it also builds us that you guys know we've been around for a long time. We've had mm-hmm. many failures. A few successes, and but we're still here because we love the media, and we've sort of decided we want to help teach and help the next group of creators, or you know the next wave, um, to continue to create comics, and uh, it, it really comes around to building your brand. But I think what we have to do nowadays, more than anything, is build ourselves. And then, you know, people will want to say, well, what was Blood and Roses? Well, you and Bill worked on that. What is that? What is StormQuest? Mm-hmm. You know, well, what is Clay's Way? What is Artiste? So you have to build your brand, and then you decide how that fits into the free or pay. You know, what does this project build around? You and I are starting, hopefully this fall, a, a new project with uh, Comic Book Studio. Mm-hmm. An online website. Uh, online strip, not really a strip, but a uh, we're going to do the half-page formula for storytelling um, and experiment with it. We're both doing strips right now, so now we want to move into something that's more of a full, long, blown-out story. And uh, watch these characters sort of do what we talked to you guys about, and that's fresh three characters who wants to make comic books and all the mistakes and stuff, but we're going to do it in a comic form. 
And I really see that starting off as free, giving it away free online, building the readership. But I do see that fitting into graphic novels as collections. Because along with the humor and the storylines and, and getting invested into the characters, I think there'll be information there that we pack into that story that people will get, just like we pack it in these podcasts. Yeah. You know? You know and they're going to they're gonna be experiences and things that they go through that other people have. Go, yeah, I remember when I did that. Yeah, you know, one of my best San Diego cons was being set up right next to the bathroom. I'll be honest. I sold out right. in a day and a half. I was done. Handed my tables over to Paul Sizer. Says, there you go, buddy. Why? All the traffic heading that way. And my tables were on the end, and they'd walk right, they'd see me, they'd walk right by, they'd come right back to the table, buy stuff. So, you know, there's little stuff like that we can throw into the story of these characters um, being hidden in, at cons, where you get no traffic. Um, who's at your booth is always a good one. Uh, mm -hmm. female per people, you know. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff like that we can throw into the story and play with the stories and, and egos and, and all that that we're going to have fun with. But there's going to be a lot of information in there, too, that you'll be able to take from that story. So that's fun. But I see that project coming out as free, turning into a pay. Now, you know, there's other stories that I see that I just want to release straight out as comic but how much work do you put into that project before you start putting it out? Say, um, say Camelot Forever. That project's been in the works for, unfortunately, almost two years. Um, we're still working on getting a first issue done. Working with Eddie. And I have to say that how much do I have to build up to then turn around and say, okay, Here's the preview, here's the characters, here's the website, da-da-da. Now, you got to buy the book. You know, why should they? What have I given them to make them want to shell out to $3.99 for a comic? Mm -hmm. How much can I give them? Well, when you, when you have it going, you'll have some uh, gorgeous artwork by Eddie Newell. Mm -hmm. And I agree. You know, that's going to be a draw right there. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen some of the, the pieces that he's done. And well, I think things I've seen other people use is, you know, release a preview without lettering. Use the artwork. Because mm -hmm. um, we know with Eddie, the artwork will tell the story. So, you know, you can release a three or four page preview of the book and get people excited about it. Um, the cover imagery has been really awesome. So there again, the character design is awesome. So there's a lot of stuff we can build up to this. It's just how many people can you let know about it to offset. Now it's time to pay to enjoy the story. You know, um, one thing we talked about, and I think it was two podcasts ago, is that I set up my, I'm, well, I got my DA account. I haven't really used it. And I set up a... Uh, very affinity account for Clay'sway. I'm going to start posting when I get back. First of August, I'm going to start posting the pencil pages for the strip on Monday. That's a post going to be on there, and then I'm going to put in the post to see the finished project. Go to Clay'sway.com on Wednesday. We'll see if that drives traffic 
to the free stuff. You still got to drive traffic to the free stuff. Um, you and I have been posting on Facebook and sharing each other and liking each other's stuff on Facebook, mm -hmm. trying to get some cross traffic going there. Um, you know, it, it, you still, if you know it's free, you've got to build that traffic to it. An audience. So there's a lot of sell work on whether it's free or pay. And it really depends, I guess, you know, what what makes it free or pay? Maybe personal investment. How much are you paying to get this project done? Are you working with other people? Or are you working with artists and creators? Um, or are you doing the whole project yourself? You have less financial investment, more time investment. Um, and how can you offset that? So... Um, because of time investment, that's sort of why we took Clay's way and we backed it down to once a week. We still have that post. We're also going to be announcing some, some additional blogging um, on Clay's way, which I'm excited about because it gives us more content um, from parents and teachers. Um, so that's going to be cool. And we're working on getting more resources. So that's a way to keep the site going without having to create another strip. And hopefully it's more information for people who really want it. But then there's always that Wednesday strip live. What are your thoughts there, Bill? With RTs, we do it three, three times a week. But part of the, the that has to be with uh, the turnaround with Robin. When I write a, a chapter and send it off, then I get back a block of strips. And I just, you know, I set them to schedule. So right now I have... I'm lucky enough to have, I think, the next two and a half weeks while he's doing um, more. At one point, I had over a month. Um, one chapter, he it was you know thirty some odd strips, and he, you know, that's by the time I got them all uh, scheduled, I was it was the beginning of March, I think, and I had through April. Wow. So, so. Uh, but he was also he he has to balance also with um, other things that he does the animation stuff that he's doing. Uh, he's working on some uh, storyboarding for serial commercials, uh, the Golden Grams, I think, uh -huh. where they eat eat each other, right? Little squares, yeah. And uh, he's doing character designs or something for that. But he's got other things he has going on, so he fits working on artists, and he can he can just whip them out, right? And and um, that's a uh, th that's really a, a blessing for me because I, I I see it in my head and I get back you know I I, I see it in my head in, in uh, Robin style and I can sort of get back to the same things and he will surprise me a lot of times because it's way more than I envision you know little right. things little character things that he puts in there. Um, camera angles, camera tricks, scenery, that stuff. But, um, you know, at, at Derby City, I was talking to Jackie. She came up to me at the end of the show. And we're talking about, about you know, that I had written some Clay's Ways. Because it was easy. It, the, that that eight-strip thing, the story that I did, mm -hmm. um, I could, I can, you know, having seen it, so many times I can envision Jackie drawing it. So that made it really easy. Sort of gave me a shortcut, but, mm -hmm. um, some people don't have that luxury, especially if you're doing it on your own. If you're, 
penciling, inking, and coloring and lettering and doing as much as, of it as you can. Uh, that's time. Again, that, that's where you have to factor in what it's worth to you sometimes. You know, with, you know, what's your goal? Is your goal going to be to uh, get your work out there? Is your goal going to be to try to make a ton of money? Because that may not happen. You know, yet. Right. Uh, it, you know, it, you have to work towards something because I, I, you know, we do run into people who they think they're they're good to go, they're ready to go, but um, I met a couple at Derby City where they had the beginnings of the project, but they did not have the final result, and to them, they were not even thinking about the steps in between. You know, the uh, drawing it out, getting it scanned, um, having it colored, having it lettered, because they were just hand, you know, doing right. everything by hand. They were just, but part of that was that they were like really excited about doing comics. And, and sometimes that has something to do with it, is your excitement about creating comics and sharing your stories. And you know, that factors in too. But again, you have to think, is it a business? Is it um, are you going to treat it like a business? Some people, some things, yeah, especially when you're starting to deal with money, yeah, you want to treat it like business. Um, so, again, create your goals. We keep coming back to that question is about what is your goal? What is your goal going to be? Start making a plan. And make a plan for financial reasons. Make a plan for creative reasons uh, where you want to be a month, six months, a year down the road. Do you want to have something out? Start planning that far ahead. Are you going to do shows? Are you going to have something for shows? Uh, for me, Derby City, I didn't have a lot out there. I had sketches and I had some other stuff, but it was one, sharing it with my son, two, catching up with a lot of people because I haven't seen some people in years. 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 You know, and, and some months. I mean, I I, I just saw yeah. you. You know, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, you know. But I saw you all day long. <laughs> but the cool thing for me too was that you got yes. to meet Alexander, and other people came up to Alexander and you know, uh, you know, called him by name, and which I freaked again. Out. I don't think it. Yeah, well, first, and then he just gave me right. that look, and he's like, uh, you, my dad talks about me. Yeah, I sure do. But, so for me, that was a lot of it, was doing um, that, and sort of networking in some ways, but meeting other people, or, or seeing people I haven't seen again in a while, or people I see online, and making that contact from digital or you know internet to you know, real life and just touching base too. So that for me, that was a balance. That was a, I enjoyed Derby city. I enjoyed last year. I look forward to next year when Chuck right. and them have it. Um, so I, you know, we all rise again, but yes. together. So, um, so for me on that, I, I have things in mind, what I want to happen or what I would like to happen. And things change along the way. Because other opportunities come up, 
you know, I just sat down the other day and started thinking, so I made a list of things that I have to write. Artiste, uh, comic book studios. I have uh, a project with Eddie Spurlock. I have a project uh, with Brian Pierce and something else that I cannot think of right now, but it's on my list. You know, that's, that's five things right there that I can sit down and just right. start writing. Uh, or I could, if I could just sit down and just focus on yeah, one, that never happened. but you know, with each one, I've got to think what, how, how we're going to approach this and what, what's the, the goal going to be down the road. Some things are already predetermined. Some things are not. So with each project, comes a, a different set of challenges with each collaboration is a different dynamic so um, again I in a lot of ways I'm a work in progress so you know so are my projects works in progress yeah. you know um, and that way we can pass those things along to other people who have the same general type of situation maybe the particulars are different but um, they can come back with their own um, experiences and the outcomes. Maybe they succeeded in a, in a far greater way than, than I did because they did something different or they thought of something or they, you know, the, the contacts that they've made. I mean, that happens that, that, you know, identical, th not identical, but, you know, similar things can branch off and have different levels right. of success. And sometimes it's the people beyond or behind the thing. And, um, again, that, and that personal investment sometimes in the creators goes well, a long I, way. I think we can twist this around to pay, pay or free. You know, we, we, you've got to justify what you expect out of that project because of the creators and the time and everything, correct? Right, because with me, I have to think about what's going to be the return for for you know uh, people I collaborate with well, with Robin um, you guys knew going in that, that you had something different something you both really enjoy you can tell that you can tell from the writing you can tell right. from the artwork and that it's going to take time that it's an investment that you're both are willing to invest and build that fan base right. you can tell that your Ursula to get that out you did the sketchbook so there you went to kickstarter got the funds mm -hmm. created the sketchbook and now you have a hands-on project book that you can show people on something that you want to work on in the future so there's ways to fund a project there's ways to um get paid for a project or there's ways that you know down the road even though it's free at the moment down the road there could be funds from it. And that, you know, with Clay's Way, you know, a wife, I don't think she really thinks we should make money off Clay's Way. This is something we're giving back um, to mm -hmm. parents. And, you know, with Clay's Way, it's parent-to-parent. -parent. I call it P2P. It's parent-to-parent. -parent. This is information from us as parents who have ADHD, dyslexia kids, to hopefully parents who have them and could use the information. But I'm a realist to know I can do more if I can generate funds from it. If I can build a fan following for the for the strips and the comics and right. make money, I can bring in more people. I can bring in more information. 
I can bring in um, more bloggers. I can bring in more people to help build resources. So I can build a bigger site with more to give the other parents than just what Katie and I can give them. So to me, if I make money off this site, I will reinvest into it to make it bigger. And even now, I you know, it's it's not making much money. I've already started to bring in, you know, my uh, my sister who is an autistic child. She's going to start blogging from her point of view. Um, you know, she's in her 20s. She's got um, my nephew who's autistic. She has two children. She has two sets of twins. She has a set of twins that are only six months old. And so this is coming from the, there again, another parent-to-parent view. This is what she's dealing with, being so young with the kids. Um, I'm talking to a teacher about bringing us her point of view about what she can't tell parents, you know, um, unless you ask her. So this is something we're trying to do with our site to give back. But I know if I can get this site to generate funds by giving away a free strip and building a readership, getting people invested into it, that they want to contribute mm-hmm. and buy merchandise, then I can build the site even larger. You know, we're talked about right. Kickstarters. We've talked about all kinds of things. But I always hold off at the moment because I'm not reaching enough people to justify those yet. That's sort of why I'm doing the DA with the, with the every week posting the strip and, and, and pencil. Why I'm creating the Fur Affinity, trying to get people invested into our brand. So, you know, in six months we go and do a Kickstarter for a project that Jackie and I are dying to do. Um, it's going to be killer but we got to have the funds in place. It cannot be free. And, the, and I cannot justify doing that project as free. Because Jackie needs to be paid and the colors needs to be paid. I'm going to have tons and tons of my weekly time invested in doing it. There has to be some type of funds for it. So, um, you know, that right there is balancing free versus pay. I can give away a free strip every week, even though I pay Jackie. She gets paid, and I do the rest of the work. I can justify giving it away. But I cannot do a comic and that kind of time investment. I don't want it just to be a side thing that we do, and it takes two years to produce. There's some other projects I'm working on. I want it to get done, get out there, and do what we want it to do. And to do that, there has to be funds for it. So... You know, that has to be a pay project. I've got to get the fundings in place before I can launch that. So that's sort of right there, right there in Clay's way, you have both. You have a free one that we want to give away, but you have a, a, another project that we want to do. It's a blast. Some of you might have seen some of the artwork with the other characters, other stuff. But it's got to be, there's got to be funds in there to cover the creative team. So um, it's, I think it falls into your niche. And I know that seems to be my circle. We're falling around, but you've got to build that readership. You've got to build that fan base, and you got to build that brand. Whether it's you, it's you in the comic, it's the genre that you're playing within, but you've got to build that up and put the time into it to make that work. Yes, you do. Okay, I think we're going in circles, and I know that drives some people crazy. And I didn't mean to cut you off earlier. I didn't mean to cut yeah, you, you off either. 
No, I'm you're not. sorry. We're never oh, sorry. Yeah. That's the way friends are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We'll start wrapping this thing up. Um, because John's not here, I will. And I'll, I'll back up. If you have anything else to contribute, free versus pay. Again, go to Sketch Magazine, jump into forums. Bill will create a post for this podcast, right? And contribute, right. and we will share them, and we will let people know that you contribute and post it on the front or something. You know, that's resources. That's con- that's if you got something we missed, tell us. We'll bring it up later, or do another podcast about it. It'd be great, um, or research mm-hmm. it. So you know, always contribute. Sketchmagazine.net. Click on the forums, or if you want to just email personally to us, I'll give you the email later, and get it to us so we can share it. So that's you know, what was that saying Chuck always said, Bill? We all rise yes. together. That one. That one. So we all rise together. I like that saying. Those who know Chuck knows knows that saying. Chuck at Chuck at comicrelated.com. And Chuck who? Chuck who is now Charles at Pandoracon. Charles uh, who? More. More. <laughs> Get the last more. name in there. Oh, we know Chuck. And uh, yeah, we do. I know. But, Chuck you know, Moore. You know. So um, and speaking of Chuck Moore, Comic Related, I'm over at Comic Related, and I'm gonna catch everybody up on John's post. Um, he's got another post here called "Drawing a Devious Chibi." I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, those are like manga little mini characters that are pretty cool. This is how to draw them right, how to draw them wrong. Um, this this person does a pretty good job. It's about a 19-minute video, so check it out. Um, really breaks it down. I love the ones where they really break stuff down. The next one's a look at another sketchbook. It's a sketchbook. Um, doesn't really say, oh. uh, It's a student sketchbook from S- SVA, Jody, and uh, looks pretty cool. Looks good. I haven't watched this one, but it looks pretty cool. Uh, Dustin, okay, I'm going to mess up Dustin's name. Dustin Nung, Ning, N-G-U-Y-E-N. How's that pronounced, Bill? I lo- uh, uh, sometimes it's pronounced Win. Is it? And sometimes Nguyen. it's Nguyen. Nguyen. There's a, you know, it. Okay. So, hey, write us a, write us an <laughs> email about how to yeah. pronounce the name. All right. There needs to be a pronunciation list for comic Yeah, a handful creators. of them. We'll go with Win. That one I can handle. Dustin Win at DC University. Um, this looks like it's got a page of his from uh, Nightwing. So check it out. It's a short video. Um, then there's one at the DC University. Um, I have a feeling some of this might be San Diego Con. Um, this is Sean Murphy. Um, he's got a new Ver- Vertigo uh, series called Punk Rock Jesus coming out. It's like a clone of Jesus. Um, the reason I know so much is I actually printed up the postcards for Sean for this property that he was handing out at shows. So, uh, so I did a little research on it. looks really cool. Um, the concept's pretty cool. Um, and then there's Jason Chan, Designs a Villain. Uh, looks like he's doing it in Illustrator, Photoshop, or one of those programs. So check that out. That's a six-minute video. And that catches John up to date. Uh, Bill, considering we're doing these back-to-back, we probably don't have anything new at sketchmagazine.net. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't hey. get in there and post oh, anything man. in the last all right hour. it's fine 
And so uh, we're going to be wrapping this one up, guys. We've done a couple of short ones here. We want to keep the ball going. Uh, please send us ideas, suggestions, anything you've got that you can share with us. And we will definitely, you know, talk about it. And try not to go around in circles and give us our information and share what we can come up with. Um, there's some cool things going on with Sketch. Um, August, we should have the update for Sketch Magazine. Um, it's going to be a free download, PDF download. So if you're a current subscriber, you should get it. If not, it will be on the website for free download, easy to find. Um, and these updates are going to update you. Yeah, it's going to highlight a creator in the industry and then update you on information that's going on at the site and with the magazine. And we'll kick in some type of cool deal with Blue Line to save you guys some money with it too. So you know, check it out, download it. Um, the magazine is sort of in Diamond's hands. So we'll find out. I had originally shot for August, September, and then it went September, October, and I had a discussion with Mike at the Blue Nile office today, and somebody dropped the ball at Diamond again. So I hopefully will know before the next podcast exactly when the magazine will relaunch. Um, Concern we have covers for 41, 42, and probably before... 41 comes out, we will have covers for the next 44, 45, 46. Great. We have three interviews lined up after Alex. So um, they will roll out. It will not be a problem. Um, again, the sketch store is live. Um, by your print issues or your digital issues, please check it out. Um, that direct supports Sketch Magazine when you buy from the store. And uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate it, guys, for you guys taking time out to listen to us talk about making comics. And if you got anything to share, let me know. Take care. Oh, wait a minute. How can they contact us? Ah. Hmm. They can contact can us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. And I'll repeat net, not dot com. Bill, how can I contact you? They can write me directly at comicsmentor at gmail.com and you can reach john at john at comicrelated.com and you can reach me at bobh at bluelinepro.com so that's it go draw something create something write something appreciate it guys take care bill thank you toodles <laughs>